BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. As always, on Friday mornings, I am joined by my friend, Rich Rebar. We are going to pick our five favorite games against the spread super contest style here. Um, you know, I'm feeling a little bit better about the NFL right now than I was when we did this last week. Yes. No team uh, had scored. You know, we got some explosive plays. Debo went nuclear for us in the uh, the FFPC main event last night. Wandale not only was active, but caught some passes. Uh, I, I think, you know, Wandale across every format of fantasy football probably is my most owned player. So I'm, I'm feeling slightly more optimistic this morning than I was last week. We had some touchdowns last week. There were fantasy points scored. I think a lot of people left week two a lot, feeling a lot better than they did in week one, uh, for sure. So not we'll see. Not this if you're, is a, not if you're a Bengals though. fan. Not if no, you're a Bengals no. fan. I mean, there's a couple like teams out there for sure. If you're fans of teams, like you're still you're still kind of iffy. But overall, from a top down like fantasy perspective and even a betting perspective, um, you felt good. This will be an interesting test this week because there's a lot of kind of I don't want to call them ugly games, but there's a lot of huge point spreads. Like there's a lot of like haves versus have nots. And I'm I'm eating a bunch of these points too. I I'm in this picks contest. I do this really cool league with uh Sammy Reed, the pentathlon yeah, yeah, league yeah. that Derek Van Riper organizes. So we do Survivor picks against the spread, best ball, all this stuff. And I was looking through the picks that I was doing with Sammy yesterday, and I was like, this has got to be the most points we have ever eaten in a single week. Like we are just and what starting last night, we uh, we took the points with the San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, the giants are drawing dead here. So I I'm hoping that that portends uh, good things because uh, I, we are, we are taking a lot of points here. So uh, you can go first. You can, you can start with your number five. Yeah. Yeah. It's ugly. So I will pre- precursor a, a number of these because a, a number of these, like we're picking super contest style, but uh, I think you got to get creative with your actual bets or this is not a week to bet a lot of games with just the blanket uh, point spreads. Right. I, I uh, agree. I agree. <laughs> so like good, I, good player I'm, prop week yeah, It's a great player prop week. And I think you could do some teaser stuff. I think that ties into my first game is because I'm going with the Jaguars at five. Um, you, you look at this on paper. I think it's still beatable with the spread, but this is one you would maybe do like you take like two and a half, right? Like you, you do with another game. Maybe I'm going to name next and you do like a six pointer each way. Uh, but I still think you, you are live in super contest style with this because we've got this Texans team that has just lost by 11 points on the road to the Colts who the Jaguars beat by 10 points and get, gave up a defensive touchdown in that game too, as well. 
as much as you know everyone's feeling good about CJ Stroud and people are down on the Jaguars performance like this is a team I still think big picture holistically is just a lot better than the Houston Texans right now I do think that they'll bounce back I think the Jaguars definitely will not be last in offensive EPA very long uh, which is where they are right now because they've had some like kind of turnovers that really have swung games for them so this is one like I said I think you would take this to like six and a half or uh, you take the six points and make it like two and a half uh, and go that that's a lot better play with another play like on the board here but I do th- still think you're alive here I just think the Jaguars are still a lot better right now than the Texans and you know Derek Stingley doesn't play in this game too uh, you know Calvin Ridley could become have a nice little cook week back after a, a little down conceding to Christian Kirk last week yep so this one had it stuck at six for sure or six or six and a half for sure would have been on my list, uh, it it opened there and then immediately went to seven and is now yeah. at eight and a half is it's the best you can yeah, get. Right. <laughs> yeah, so I can't. Eight and a half is is um, I think they're not, maybe not quite there yet. I think the Texans are going to be a backdoor nightmare this year because they've gone so aggro with the pass rate over expected and they're just keeping it going in the fourth quarter. I also. Um, I found myself a little bit more bullish on Stroud than I thought I would be after two games. And he's good, man. I mean, bearish he... on Bryce. Bryce yep. is uh, is going to have a tough. He's so small. He's so goddamn small, dude. It's 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 a tough scene. I I mean, he'll be fine. And Bryce is like crazy accurate. You know, uh, that that part has lived up to its promise. But. And maybe it's just he doesn't have any wide receivers, you know, but I'm I'm totally with you on this one. I I it's a big number. Uh, but I I actually uh to show you how in I we we took Jacksonville in Survivor this week. I think Jacksonville is the GTO survivor pick this week. I just don't I just don't think they're losing this game. Yeah, I think it's a a, a definitely a spot where they play better. And I had Stroud ahead of Young, and I don't want to bury Young yet just because of the situation he's in. But I mean, nothing that Stroud has shown though, like is it just reinforced everything I thought like two weeks in, like coming yeah. in. All right. Plug your nose. My number five is is bad. But the Atlanta Falcons plus three and a half points on the road against the Detroit Lions. Yep, One I'm here too. The Falcons are just gonna play. I mean, just you think you can bury them, bro. You cannot bury them. Arthur Smith. I mean, I am so of two minds about Arthur Smith. You know, I think it is unquestioned that he is a great designer of the run game. I think he is very smart at how he's handled having terrible quarterbacks. Now, obviously, the Falcons are drawing 100% dead in any meaningful playoff game. They cannot win a Super Bowl. They cannot beat the 49ers. They cannot beat the Eagles. They cannot beat the Cowboys playing this way. So how smart do you want to say Arthur Smith really is? You know, like, is winning nine games? Does winning nine games make you smart? I guess it depends on your goals. But... Not only do I think that the Falcons are are a good bet here at plus three and a half, but I also think they can just outright win this game. St. Brown is dinged up. I have a feeling the Lions are going to be fairly stubborn early on in Jameer Gibbs' career about giving him 18 or more touches. You know, they did give him the nine targets last week, but they're working in Craig Reynolds. You know, running backs, do they matter? Do they not matter? Whatever. But I know that handing the ball off to Craig Reynolds is a negative EV play compared to giving the ball to Jameer Gibbs and the Falcons defense has been mostly fine. Uh, I mean, they really stifled the Packers last week without, without some bad penalty stuff. Like they could have really Packers would have been in a tough spot and um, they're efficient on offense as efficient as you can be 
with Desmond Ritter, you know, like Bijan is averaging like 8.9 yards per touch or something right now. Like they're, they're moving the ball and uh, yeah, I just, I I think plus three and a half is like a pretty good road spot here for the Falcons. Yeah. Getting the hook, I think is huge. This is my three. So same, basically same thesis. The Lions are are coming into this. They got pretty banged up last week. Uh, obviously Amon Ra is going to play, but he picked, he's going to play with like a plate in his, Yep. Uh, his cleats. They lost uh, James Houston, their best pass rusher uh, for multiple weeks, and they lost CJ Gardner Johnson probably for the season. So yeah. they, they, they're a little banged up. Uh, the true question to this game is Are you going to play Kyle Pitts at 3,900 yes. this week? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I am. I am. I mean, what what can you do? What I like. That's basically how I described it. <laughs> he ran 92% of the routes last week. Like I, I do think, and um, if you guys do not uh, subscribe to Ben Gretsch's newsletter, it's basically like, he's going to have a minimum of three paragraphs a week on whatever's going on with Kyle Pitts. And he made the very astute point, which is that like the Janu stuff, like literally do not pay attention to it as it pertains to Kyle Pitts's usage because yeah, Janu just plays a totally different position. They're not, they're not overlapping at all. Um, Drake London got a wide receiver screen on the first play on offense last week. Like clearly it was their plan to get him involved. I think we're going to get some of those for Kyle Pitts throughout the year. And I don't know how you feel, but I have really seen nothing in Kyle Pitts' NFL career to change my thesis that I think he's quite good and can get open and can create space. Like I, I like, I don't think this is a spot where you're like, Oh, we actually just really overrated him as a player and we were all wrong. Like, no, I don't think. No, no. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. I think maybe in the context of fantasy, just given the circumstances, but as like an actual talent, there's no way, man. Like, in a, and, and I always get this in the dynasty things. People always ask, like, why do you still have dynasty tight end one? I'm like, dude, Travis Kelsey didn't even catch a pass in the NFL until he was a week before turning 25 years old. Like, the Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts is not even 23 yet. Like, uh, yeah. you know, already has a thousand yard season and like a terrible situation. Uh, I mean, there's just, when you play the age factor, like you're still going to get a huge run out. Travis Kelsey wasn't even the tight end one overall until he was age 27. Uh, there's just a huge run out that still is, is possible here for like Kyle Pitts to have like a, a five to seven year stretch of his career. That's incredible. Um, even if it's not in 2023, but I mean, he it's funny, you know, we were going back to the, I remember the first week of Kyle Pitts's career. He was like 4,200 or something on DraftKings. And it was like, this is going to be the cheapest he's ever going to be. He's ever going to be. Here, yeah, we, are here we are in week yeah. three of 2023. And he's 3,900. He's cheaper than Sam Laporta in this game. It's really, it's unbelievable stuff. I mean, it's just, I, I don't. It's and it's not even defending. Like, I don't have a, like a strong, like you, this is like where you play him. It's just, I've played a lot of bad sub 4K tight ends on DraftKings that were not good players. So I'm just going to default play. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, all right, man. What is your number four? Uh, my number four, I think, is another one you could pair with like that. Like I said, you pair this maybe with Jags. You do six either way, and it's the Saints. Uh, I think they're outright drawing live as road dogs, but if you get them, if you could, if, if you want to take them to like you know plus eight, I think you're looking a lot better, right? Uh, but I just this is my thing. Is is it's I'm gonna chase the Jor- the anti Jordan Love stuff because he can't keep living this way, right? Like, yeah. There's just like he he now has completed fewer than 60% of his passes in both games, but he's gotten 11 and a half percent touchdown, right? Uh, 21% of his completions have been touchdowns. The next highest quarterback is 11.1% league average is 6.1%. So like there's, there's going to be like a situation where like the Packers struggle to score points 
and it could be against this Saints defense. Uh, you are, it looks like he's going to get Aaron Jones back, but not Christian Watson. We'll continue to follow like that kind of the, the last couple of days. But I definitely think the Saints are drawing. The Saints are going to be one of these teams too that are just going to be like a super boring good team, right? Like we talk about like the Falcons a bit. Like the Saints, if they just get games where Derek Carr doesn't make mistakes, and he he tried to make a couple on Monday night. Yeah, but did. they're just they're just like they have like the blueprint, right? Like they've got a, just enough talent to be like functional on offense. They've got a good defense and they play like in a like a really easy schedule. Like they're just be one of these teams that just kind of meanders their way through, get to the playoffs. And like you said, they aren't winning a Super Bowl, but they're going to be one of these teams when I look for them to play like these mid teams or teams that I think that like aren't very good, like the Packers. Uh I think that I'm looking for a little value here. Like I said, you pair this maybe with Jags and you you do Jags minus two and a half, uh, you know, New Orleans plus eight, and you're looking a little better. So I don't have this one on my list. I, I don't I don't disagree with anything you said. Um, I just like betting on Derek Carr, like also just like makes me <laughs> sick. I just hate doing it. You're you are so correct about the Jordan Love stuff, though. Like he he definitely cannot keep getting away with it. I I've not seen anything. Um, to to indicate that like I need to be super uh super impressed with him. So I'm I'm totally totally with you there. Uh all right, my next one, I have got the Chargers. I literally I hate betting on the Chargers, but the Chargers plus one and a half on the road. The Vikings stink. They stink they stink out loud. They can't run. They can pass the ball. Like I think I do think this is like uh one of the a rare spot where like, I agree with the market that you actually should just be jamming these guys in DFS, Jefferson, Keenan, uh, Mike Williams, Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson, Donald Parham, Josh Kelly, like both the quarterbacks. Like there are a lot of really strong plays here. I continue to believe in Kellen Moore. You know, I just, it just feels like the market is maybe overreacting a little bit to how poor the chargers have started the year. Like the chargers are always going to charger. But this is actually a spot where the market is saying they're already pricing it in, right? Yeah. They're already pricing in the chargering. And the Vikings are like a sneaky team to win like four or five games or something this year. Like it could go so bad for them. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, this is, this is my two because I think that, it, well, one, they opened as favorites. The Chargers it's actually swung the other way. Now they're getting points. Uh, and I think even at minus two, like they were still like a play. Uh, in this game because I just think that they're outright better team than Minnesota Vikings uh, yeah, yeah and, and, and I know like the Charger narrative and it's like all these things are going to happen but eventually you just have to say like well what about the Vikings right like they're the same thing when does it, does it cancel out the Vikings are like uh, they're they're the less talented version of the same right. thing you know like they they have just less overall talent well, they're the inverse also- right because yeah. like the Vikings are the team that's like always down and then they have like a late flurry that makes the game look closer than what it was. And the Chargers are the opposite. Like they're uh, ahead and then they give up a late flurry that makes it look way worse than it was. Yeah, that's always that's always how it goes. All right. That was my four. What is your number three? I had so you had three and two. We just get we did. So we're oh, catching yeah. up on you. I think oh, we're probably going to have the same one. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Actually, that's a, that's a good, that's a good question. All right. Uh, I literally can't believe I'm doing this, but the, uh, my, my three is the new England Patriots. Oh, this is my one. Okay. Yeah. My one, you you may, you actually probably won't have my one on your list at all. Then you'll, you'll, you'll be too scared. The number will be too big. Um, my, my number. Yeah. My number, my number. I mean, Bill Belichick against Zach Wilson, brother. I mean, 
come on. Like, I is there is there any more analysis you need than that? Like, the Patriots have already shown us this year they cannot keep up with teams that can score 30. But a team that can score 18, that is that is Bill Belichick's bread and butter. Like, we're going to see a lot of Ramondre in this game. I, I bet they get to, like, Mac Jones leads the NFL in passing attempts right now. Uh, I, I bet we see, like, 42 rushes from the Patriots as a team here. Like this is, these are the sorts of games that Belichick has always won. Uh, it just, I mean, this is, this is to me quite easy. Four and oh against Zach Wilson. The, the Patriots are covered in all games. Uh, Zach Wilson in those games has completed 50.9% of his passes, six and a half yards for pass attempt, two touchdowns, seven interceptions. Uh, they've pressured him on 46% of his dropbacks in those games. And on those plays, he's 15 of 42, one touchdown, four interceptions. He's been awful against pressure so far to start the year. Uh, we, I was talking with the guys on the ship chasing last night, like their buys week seven, any chance he's the starter week eight. Zach Wilson. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're that stubborn. They, they are. I, mean, they, I think they, they are be, that man. stubborn as an organization. Wow. I mean, it's, I mean, we have to pull this, right? Like, I, I don't know how long it lasts. It's crazy, man. It's, I can't believe we're doing this. I can't, I can't believe we're doing it either. And I have, um, I've seen quite a bit of this out there. Like, oh, it's not actually the same old Zach Wilson. Oh, you know, get he out actually, of here. We're doing, yeah. let's, we're doing this a little bit with Justin Fields now too. And like Justin Fields has been nowhere near the disaster Zach Wilson has had, but like, well, he has been passing the ball. Yeah, Justin, but like, Fields, that's Justin true. Fields has just been just as much of a disaster. He's just like a, an insane athlete, but like eventually like the onus falls on like the player playing well. And like, eventually you need the player to play well. We can't just continue to like blame coaches. And I, I'm not saying the coaches are doing Justin Fields any favor. I'm not saying they're doing Zach Wilson any favors, but eventually you just need the player to show you something. I mean, Something. we're we're in year three of <laughs> Justin Fields and Zach Wilson. Fields, I've seen nothing to indicate he is an NFL quality passer. Now he is maybe the best rusher. He might even be better than Lamar as like a right. pure rush because he's bigger and he's stronger than Lamar, and he like he he it can shed tackles a little bit easier. Like I I don't I mean Lamar is barely run yet this year. Like I think we'll see more of that in. And that's future. where you can kind of say like, all right, the coaching can coax something out of like wins. You could manufacture something with fields, but big picture, you like, what has he shown as a passer to like win you anything? I, nothing like literally, like actually nothing. Like he literally has shown us nothing to indicate that. And this goes for fields uh, and Wilson. They just have shown yeah. no, like maybe once every 10 throws, you see a Wilson throw where you're like, I see what the jets saw. You know? He's got a cannon, like yeah, absolute. He's got a howitzer. That's what got him drafted. So does I mean, where's where's Joe Milton gonna get drafted? <laughs> yeah, that'll be interesting. That, yeah, like you want to talk about a cannon? But uh, I mean, eventually right, so- though, like we can't keep like we can't keep just like going to like these one little areas of positivity and saying like, well, look at this, like look at this for this guy. Like the big picture is Zach Wilson has been awful. Like, so like, why are we trying to like take like this one little sliver of hope and say like, well, if we could just expand on this, well, what about the other 95%? Like, like we're just going to ignore that. Like, so I mean, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> apparently we are just going to ignore that. 
um <laughs> shit all right so we did it's the same did... thing when people do the the reverse for like the jerome ford stuff like if you take away jerome's ford's like 70 yard run he only averaged this i'm like well if you take away his other runs he averaged 70 yards per carry like what, what are we doing wait are you do you like ford this week where no. are, are you are you a, are you a hunt slappy no i'm not hunt slappy i'm a three weeks in a row a run a run funnel slappy well no the three weeks in a row you guys we've had this cheap running back that's gonna be pretty popular on the slate face the tennessee titans and uh they literally haven't allowed like a good game to a running back in like three damn years but you're gonna jam him in i think josh kelly's the move this week you go yeah kelly 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 is the move you go back to josh kelly and he's only like 600 more than board yeah you are you are correct i think you are correct about that um all right shit so we did we did your three and your two so now it's yeah, my yeah. two all yeah, right my two. two is the loss and my Angeles. one you did my one too so i'm shit, done you're you're done you're done cooking, we're cooking all right my number two is the los angeles rams plus three points um against joseph burrow because one i don't know man it just feels like this is already a lost season for the Bengals. it happens you know brady lost a season um mahomes has never lost the season but he's been close uh Lamar's lost two seasons Josh Allen basically I mean you can you can say they were competitive last year but last year was a lost year for the Bills with the UCL injury like it just happens and the Rams uh the defense is bad right I mean I do think we saw against the 49ers that the defensive issues that we were projecting preseason were real and that week one was just kind of a weird thing for the Seahawks but the Rams are going to move the ball on offense. They just are. I mean, this this tutu puka shit is real. I mean, I thought the tutu stuff was real before the season, that he was like a really good fit for a league that needs explosive players. And the puka stuff obviously has taken me by like 98% surprise. I mean, I knew he was going to play. I definitely did not think he was going to be this good. But like, yeah, obviously he was going to play over Demarcus Robinson. Like, who cares? But the the thing is, is Stafford's spinning it. I mean, Stafford looks like Lion Stafford right here. You know, he's making good decisions. He he had that sick sidearm throw through the offensive lineman in uh in the the first game against the Seahawks. Like he's spinning it around. And the Bengals are are already like the mash unit. They've got all these guys injured. Burrow's not practicing. You know, T. Higgins is doing his uh his like you know, throw me the ball. He's, I mean, T Higgins is just fancy Mike Williams. No one wants to admit it, but he is just fancy Mike Williams. I just, I'm not a Bengals believer anyways. Like my, my base rate assumption on the Bengals has been that if Mahomes didn't play the worst half of football of his entire career in the 2021 AFC conference championship game, that this all would be different and that we would view the Bengals in a very different way. And yeah, I, I'm buying on I'm buying on the Rams. Um, I'm definitely buying that Burrow is like actually banged up. And there's some chance, Rich, that they just say, fuck it, you're not playing. It's it's, it's Jake Browning season. Like that 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 is only partially baked into the line, in my opinion. This went from what it opened at six or five and a half, and now it's down to three. Uh yeah, no, it opened at seven. So I'm buying. Yeah. I mean, obviously you'd rather get it at seven than at three, but either way, uh the Rams are are my three. 
I, I, you know, I actually was more positive from like the, the fantasy lens uh, on the Rams, like not as like a huge big picture, but I was like, you know, my thought was like, it's going to be hard for the offensive line to be worse than last year. Stafford was going to be healthy. Obviously, I was counting on Cooper Cup being healthy too, but I thought, and then you the McVay factor, like McVay's not a donkey, uh, like as much, as much as he does like weird coaching stuff that we don't like as far as like designing plays though, like he's proven, right? Uh, so I always thought that they were, I was more optimistic on the Rams. Obviously I didn't think that, you know, Puka Naku would have the literally the greatest run out of any player in NFL history to open two games of his career. Yeah. Uh, but I thought they were going to be functional, right? Like, whereas last year they weren't. Uh, and I think that's what we're getting defensively too. Like their defense is bad, but it's not like the outright disaster bad. I think we were like anticipating, like they've made some plays they've got, they're getting a little bit of pass rush. Um, so like overall, like if you bet, I think the Rams win total at the end of the year, like you're probably looking all right. Like you're probably feeling pretty positive about it. Um, I think they're going to probably win more games than, than we thought coming in. Um, I mean, I'm not going to take this one, but the Bengals are an interesting spot here because you're Owen two in the AFC. Right. And I think being Owen two might push them and maybe burrow himself as wanting to play because you go Owen three in the AFC, like you're pretty fucked is over. Like, it's over like in the nfc you could like you're in, in both like historically if you go on through you're, you're you're largely drawn dead in either conference but like the nfc is so bad like you could at least point a picture in the afc there are too many good teams like there are just too many teams that will have like a be around nine wins be around 10 wins that if you drop three games early especially in that division like it's rough like and you and you've lost two division games already to open the year you already lost the game to the browns you lost the game to the ravens I mean, if Bengals go 0-3, I mean, it's they're, they could be cooked, man. I mean, they're already kind of cooked. Probably. They, they, I guess they, they, they got a big – I mean, the Chiefs losing to the Lions and the Bills losing to the Jets. But the Chiefs lost helped. a non-conference game. Like, whoop-de-doo. A bad fucking, a bad fucking loss. That was that was really brutal. Um, yeah, but until the Chiefs lose a game to the Broncos or the Chargers, like, who gives a shit? Right. Yes. Okay. That is That is definitely true. Uh, all right. Guess my number one. What do you think my number one is? Uh, uh, I don't know, man. Are you doing Cowboys? No, no. Oh, okay. Because uh, you said it was going to be huge. Are you it's, doing? It's, it's, I think it's the biggest number on the week. Are you doing Chiefs? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is, and look, this is obviously like the, the margin for error here is very small because Listen, I don't have a problem with it at all. <laughs> I, I, and it's probably, honestly, it's probably square as shit to just look at this and be like, the Bears are the largest abject disaster of any professional franchise right now. And, and to just, just think because, of the ancillary stuff going on at them, like their defensive coordinator, like what is like, how are you like quit? Uh, the co- quarterback's already questioning the coaching staff. Like, what the, like, it's we're two weeks into the season. Did you see that clip of uh, DJ Moore talking to Devin White? And they said, you ain't, you ain't using your right, brother. And he goes, you're telling me. I know. I know <laughs> like, they're not using me right. Like, yeah, dude, this has like super house of cards like written on it, like all over it. Yes. And they just placed their left tackle on IR. No one even cares. That's like, that's no. like, that's like, that's like item number seven going on with them. Their projected starting left guard for the season is not with the team for personal stuff. Like, it's just like, it's just. They're an unserious franchise. Now, obviously, the reason why this isn't, you know, minus 21 or whatever is that the Chiefs have looked like dog shit on offense for the first two weeks of the season. It's um, well, the Bears defense is going to fix that. Well, I, I don't remember who tweeted this, but the the first two games of the season were uh, the worst offensive efficiency game and the third worst offensive efficiency game of Patrick Mahomes's uh, 96 career starts. 
So that's not great. You don't feel great about that. But really what I'm saying is the Chiefs, uh, scale of 1 to 10, they're a 10 of 10 level serious. The Bears are 0 out of 10 serious. I don't think – really the way you lose this is that Fields just has like the rushing game, right, that he rips off like multiple 40-plus yard runs. Because I don't really – I don't really see another way that the bears cover. They're not going to do it running the offense the way it's been the first two weeks, like no chance. I mean, yeah, the, everything about this, the bears whole situation is just, it's and, and like they're, they had like optimism coming into this year. Like they I did. remember, I remember being on a, a show where everyone was betting the bears, like win that division and thinking they were great long shots. And that's, that's definitely those bets are dead uh in the yeah. water the defense is so bad still too that's like the constant too so i mean it's just i mean how do the bears stop the chiefs from scoring at least 24 plus points the chiefs and, the chiefs can only stop themselves yeah. i mean that is that is the answer is that the the chiefs can really only stop themselves and uh i mean look they can do it you know they they completely the lions were not the lions were not really putting up any resistance and the Chiefs still, I mean, Mahomes got so frustrated last week against the Jaguars, he threw a pass to his offensive lineman on third down. You know, like, it's not going that good in Kansas City. Obviously, a couple things are going to happen this week. Um, Tony's probably not going to play. Richie James is probably not going to play. Maybe that gives them, uh, honestly, maybe just not rotating the wide receivers and just getting a little bit of clarity on on how that pecking order goes. Maybe that helps. Obviously, I think Kelsey only played 56% of the snaps last week. That should scale up a little bit this week. Um, you know, and I'm honestly what I'm hoping for is that we get to see a near full complement of snaps for Rushy Rice. I think that will, I think that will help. But I'm laying, uh, let's see right now, what is the best line that you can get on the Chiefs? Best line you can get, minus 12 and a half. I feel I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, you know, you know, I would, I'll just never come out here and tout like a 12 and a half point line, but I definitely don't disagree. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's 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 hard it's hard to take. Uh, all right, man. Yeah, there we my go. Son, we my son, my son did try to tell me that there that he's guaranteeing a Marquez Valdez scaling touchdown this week. Does he is he familiar with Marquez Valdez? Yeah. Is he talking yeah. about the right guy? Uh, so so my son is like he just like is a wild card, right? Like he's he's eighteen. He he just finally can make these lineups on DraftKings, right? So he plays like a lot of like the quarter tournaments and stuff, like the low level stuff. Sure. Uh, so he he made so he's like making he makes it crazy ass lineups and he played Dontavian Wicks in a lineup last week. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. He's living. He's living out there. Living his best life. You know, he's excited, uh... but like he won like a hundred bucks. Like. <laughs> Good for him. What are what are uh what are your big what are your big uh, DFS takes this week? Uh yeah, it could be kind of a more of like a week one ish type week, but uh, hopefully yeah. not. Uh, I like I said, will probably look to go back to Josh Kelly. I think maybe yep. he. I think he will be still relatively highly owned, but he will be popular. Not. But Ford is going to siphon off some of that because Ford Ford yes. is Ford. Depending on where you look, is either projected really well or just kind of well you know like he's between like 12 and 14 points kind of depending on on the site but uh yeah i mean it's it looks like a good week for kind of low level guys i mean i'm I'm surprised that DraftKings didn't touch tank dell at all yeah uh, i like elijah Moore too this week uh as a play obviously I do too. you know he's a pivot off of ford uh at, a, at basically the same price you're getting kind of that pass like it's another guy right like eventually 
Deshaun Watson has to just play better or like it's like the Browns literally gave out the worst contract in the history of contracts, which they may have done anyways, but right. uh, Given the circumstances, but like, we're now like what, seven games into eight games into Watson's, you know, starting Cleveland. Like we've yet to see, like, he doesn't look comfortable at all. Like it'd be one thing if like he looked apart and just like, they had like a bad run out, but like, he just doesn't look like, it doesn't look like he's like playing the, the same style of football we saw him play before. He's like <laughs> he's like fumbling and throwing the bad picks, like the the just like the confusion interceptions. I mean that intercept the one interception he had against the Bengals was like fucking terrible. It was just like high school quarterback getting confused about the jersey color numbers. Um, all right. I also think years. Gibbs is just a don't overthink it situation, and I feel like we're getting Completely into agree. the weeds. I think we're getting into the weeds, but like he went up to uh, for only 49% of the snaps last week and had nine targets, especially on DraftKings where he's 6,600. Uh, like he doesn't even have to score a touchdown. I don't think to flirt with 20 PPR points. No, he had he had nine targets. He had nine targets last week. Like, so, I mean, I still think he's going to push like 60 to 65% of the snaps. Even if we do see short yardage, Craig Reynolds and pass protection, Craig Reynolds, I still think Gibbs gets to like 60, 65% of the snaps and you factor in Amon rock kind of being banged up. I mean, I feel like on, on DraftKings, he's a not overthink it. FanDuel has been a little ahead of his pricing and he's not totally structured to like kind of beat their scoring system anyways. So right. Maybe you can lean off, but at the 6,600, I, I still think that like, I'm, I'm going to play in there. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm with, uh, I'm with both of those. Couple of things I like this week. Um, I I like Josh Downs as a direct pivot off of Tank Dell mm-hmm. as as big chalk with Minshew in there. I'm also I'm going back to Lamar and Andrews. Last week I played them in the spy. Oh, yeah. Lamar was three percent owned. Andrews was three percent owned. Like I just that that kind of ceiling. Um, if Tony and uh, if Tony and Richie James do not play, which is what it's trending to, I don't hate Mahomes with uh with rice getting rice to like 50 percent of the routes or something i don't i don't hate that and then um our guy tony pollard i mean everything that we thought was going to happen with tony pollard i mean i guess other than ripping off 50 yard touchdowns every game but he leads the nfl in expected points like it, it's what we wanted it 32 touches last week I, there was even a point last week where the game was out of hand i was like get him out of the game like oh that. i didn't want him in there i didn't want him in there i was like enough enough of this already i don't i don't need this it's 32 like, touches like uh you he had the quote in the the preseason if they're gonna call it i'm gonna haul it and uh all we really needed from pollard confirmation early in the season was is he going to get goal line carries and we got it immediately and we got so, it like, it's happening like it, everything we we thought was gonna, and you know that was a, a bad matchup last week now you know you're catching him cardinals team huge favorite um indoors it's yeah you play him and and i don't think a lot of people are going to really pay up for running back this weekend uh given no. everyone wants B- to play Bijan again Bijan again just the fucking great great play i mean watching Bijan is uh it might it might might be enough for me to to admit that running backs matter. I mean, that's he is so freaking. Well, running bad, backs man. do matter. That can do things that running backs can't. Right? Like it, it's my right. thing too with the Kenneth Walker pullback, where people like don't like don't like Kenneth Walker because you know he's a boomer bust runner, right? But like, there's a lot of running backs that just get what is there, and that's why we the replacement level comes up. But like the running back, like Kenneth Walker, still can he he gets like sixty yard runs though. Like <laughs> he does something still that's like a surplus value for your offense. Uh, even with all the negative stuff. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, Bijan looks like one of those guys. Like, And he just moves different. Yes. Yes, he does. 
Um, all right, man. Sharp football. What do we have going on this week? What can the people look out for? Yeah, I mean, so writing up all these games, stacking more information. Uh, week two went really well. Uh, so hopefully, you know, we can build on that and we're going to roll this into to week three. But just otherwise, just looking for more clarity on the season, right? Only two weeks in, you know, at this point last year, like a lot of things weren't didn't end up being truce for the season. So just looking at some of these situations where we're looking for definitive answers. I think like it's a big week for, like I said, Deshaun Watson, right? Like it's a hu- like huge litmus test week, like kind of moving forward what we have because kind of the layout for him. Um, I think the commanders are a team I'm looking at this week. Like if they play well against the bills, like might have to just come around and like, what if Sam Howell's good? What if he's good? Uh, that's kind of a sneaky DFS game too. We didn't talk about it because like, we think about it. We've got the bills on the main slate and like the bills, like really aren't tracking for like any ownership, any ownership. Well, I mean, if you know ball, you're playing Dalton Kincaid. <laughs> well, if Dawson Knox don't play, everyone's playing. Dalton Kincaid. I guess that's, I guess that's true. I'm, I guess I'm kind of hoping that Knox plays. But what if the I... commanders are just like kind of a frisky team this year? Like, and they, well, like, I think they are right. Yeah. They are. They are just like kind of frisky. That's their, that's their bit. They're just going to be kind of frisky. So, yeah. I mean, just kind of looking for more stuff, you know, uh, more clarity to build up. Uh, this is a, the Steelers offense, like against the Raiders defense. Like this is a, a stoppable force versus movable object matchup. <laughs> uh if the Steelers can't do anything here like we got big issues what do we probably do anyways but like this is a spot where you'd say like yeah they faced the you know two tough defenses to open the year 49ers and Browns let's give them a little bit of a hall pass uh but if you can't do it against the Raiders (laughs) yeah I'm I'm with that I don't think they're going to be able to do it against the Raiders I think they I think they stink uh when we might like the Najee Jalen Warren flipping is happening. Like Najee has been oh, yeah. maybe the worst player in the NFL. Like it's 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 not happening. It's not happening. If you if you drafted if you drafted Najee in the fourth round. Well, running back's already dead. Like I know you don't have to do the you said you don't do the rankings anymore on the site, but like, dude, ranking running backs already three weeks in, ab abject is that nightmare, dude. Like you're sticking dudes in the RB1 spot where you're just like, you you just like this dude's not an RB1. Zach Moss, what is he like we're the running back 17 this week? <laughs> well, you got all these guys still that like you just have to put up there that you know like aren't even like great runouts, like Josh Jacobs and Joe Mixon, right? Like sure. You yeah. just but you default like they're just like have to be up there, and you got guys like kind of just like hang the hanger on. It's like just by based on workload, like you have to rank dudes like Rashad White like decently. You're just yeah. like, what is this? What is this yeah. position right now? It's terrible. All right, everyone, make sure that you are following Rich Rebar at Lord Reeves. Make sure that you are checking out Sharp Football Analysis. Make sure that you are engaging with the worksheet, and we will be back next week. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. 
for the place you've put down roots. Trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.